and welcome to Dice on a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your dungeon master, hero of Hyrule, and professional Korok botherer. I'm joined tonight by a collection of slices that form one complete thing. It's a raspberry and white chocolate muffin from a local cafe slash eatery called The Olive Garden. To be clear, it's not one of the <laughs> Olive Gardens, it's just an Olive Garden called The Olive Garden. When you're here, you're at The Olive Garden. You're at this, The Olive Garden. When you're here, you're at this Olive Garden, not one of the Olive Gardens. How is the muffin? It was, you know, a white chocolate muffin. Which, fun fact, I don't actually like white chocolate muffins. Um, I don't like white chocolate and raspberry muffins. That was a terrible choice. But in terms of, like, cakeness, it was good. But in terms of like food yeah, that you as enjoy, far as white raspberry and chocolate muffins go, it was really great. Um, as far as food I enjoy, I don't enjoy white chocolate and raspberry muffins. So I, I like all of those things in a cookie. I don't necessarily think they would be my yeah. favourite in a cake. Of I also any love kind. that Josh said white raspberry and chocolate because I think that's very sweet. Shit. <laughs> Hi, I'm, my name's Jazz. <laughs> I play Skylar and I'm here to give you a slice of life because I don't have a cake. Um, but someone in my family came round and was being very, very wonderful and lovely and wanting to look after me and saying like, oh, you know, how are you doing and stuff? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not actually doing that great at the moment. OCD's getting really out of hand. This person turned around and said, no, Chaz, do you know what? You haven't got mental problems. You're just a leader. Wow, thanks, I'm cured. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, I know uh. that you mean that in the most absolutely lovely and most wonderful way. But um, so whenever I'm having a bad time, I just remind myself that I'm a leader and therefore I don't need therapy. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> you don't need medication. I don't need therapy. You just need to embrace the fact that you're a leader. Yeah. Yeah. That Bizarrely, that is what Pad says to himself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stand for this pad slander. Leave but in my case, pad, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I am a leader. <laughs> I love pad. Hello, I am Tom. It is a pleasure to see you. Uh, how are you doing? It's been such a long time. I uh, play Bodhi Sobek on this podcast. Uh, wonderful little rascally fella. Um, we love him dearly. At least I love him dearly. And I am here today with my bestest, bestest friend, um, a brioche bun with, uh, what are they called? Chocolate chips. Um, it's quite a depressing uh, brioche bun, if I'm entirely honest. Yeah, um, you might have heard of these. They're uh, chocolate chips. Uh, they're, re- <laughs> they're all the rage. <laughs> um, they were uh, £1.12 for a bag of six uh, at co-op because they were going off. <laughs> I was thinking we're starting to see why it's sad. How much does that work out to per bun? So at least two pence each. Uh, what's <laughs> one... <laughs> What's one pound divided by six? Uh, that'll be 33.33 recurring, so... Uh, nope, nope, nope. No. One pound divided by six. Is that not six threes makes... 
I can't do maths. Three threes are nine. 16 pence, point six recurring. Thank you. So let's say 17p a bun. They're fine. 17p a bun is a bargain. Wow. That is a bargain bun. It is all right. <laughs> that bargain bun from the bargain bin. Well, let's update the scoreboards because that's one for big cake. That is one for big cake. <laughs> big cake. Hi, I'm Alicia. I play Tala, the big blue badass. Pew, pew. My slice is also from the Olive Garden. Yeah. And Again, it's not... It's not an Olive Garden. It's just a cafe slash eatery near us it's called the, the Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. It's great. And I just feel like gold star for us for none of us having something from bread sauce as much as we love bread sauce. I feel like every week every single we're picking week. something. But we have a new cafe now. I have a double chocolate muffin and Josh might not like his, but mine is delicious. It is chocolatey and moist and it's also massive nice. and it's really good and they have a whole window of delicious baked goods so that's going to be my go-to now <laughs> it's very very good and I'm enjoying it a lot I'm also a little bit poorly so I apologise in advance if I sound sick on the recording well I, I might actually but, be uh, letting you know. down the side and going back to bread sauce next week because um, I, I have started going to a new church every now and then and the uh, bread sauce stock the cafe there nice amazing and, and if you go to the service at the end of Sunday, then the cafe is needing to get rid of any of the baked goods that they don't sell. So yes. you get like handed fistfuls of like cinnamon buns and stuff that they just... You're just trying to get us to go to church. I am trying to get <laughs> I you see to go your to play. church. <laughs> if there was anything that could get me into a church, a baked good would be it. So Skylar, why don't you catch us up on what happened last time? Last time, we were still being chased by one pirate hunting chip thing. We floated many ideas like pretending to be a lighthouse or taking refuge in style but decided instead to race the ship through a land bridge so that they'd get stuck on the other side it was a real hard race our ship took some battering and some folk even fell overboard but we turned tiny into a sperm whale and attached some rope to him and he managed to swim us across only problem is once we were free and clear we realized that shimmer is gone. Meanwhile, off the west shore of Nakoti, an osprey glides leisurely along the ocean surface, allowing its talons to graze the surf. It leads the guerrilla fighters, blowpipes and crossbows in hand, towards the cultists gathering on an obsidian ritual circle. The reclamation of Nakoti has begun. So, uh, when last we left off, you had gotten across runway, this land bridge uh, that at high tide uh, is just water, at low tide it is like a sand that people use. Uh, actually, the people of style use it as a way of punishing prisoners, fun fact. Ooh. You guys could get across, but the huge galleon that was chasing you could not. After getting to this other side, you have noticed, um, thanks to... Well, thanks to Tiny looking for them, that Shimmer is not on your boat. Um, I would just like to say before we get into any tasty RP that I learned today that Shimmer's surname is Sean. And I said, Shimmer Sean, more like Shimmer Gone. Oh. I know, too soon, I know. too soon, too soon. I know, it Devastating. Hurts. Tala will just like announce the crew and be like, who was the last person to see Shimmer? Anyone see them at all? The crew start sort of turning to each other. There's some there's some muttering and stuff like that. Some of them remember seeing Shimmer uh, sort of blowing the sails 
with some magic, but yeah. other than that, they can't really place it in their head. However, there is one person who remembers seeing Shimmer. Yes! A member of the rigging department. Xaviera Boone, as they raise their hand and say, uh, yeah, I saw Shimmer. Um, I tried to... Okay, um, it looked like they sort of had it. They ran up to the, the crow's nest and started like shooting bolts or something down at the boat behind us. And then there was like this this big, um, and they, they're gesturing with their hands to make like a um, explosion, but explosion isn't the word that they've formed in their mouths. It's just this sort of, their, their hands are pointing towards each other and they're flicking their fingers in. There was this sort of uh, vroom, and then some some darkness, and I assume that was Shimmer because Shimmer does that sort of stuff. And um, but I, I didn't see anything else after that. So I, I hope they're okay. So they they cast a spell that created the darkness, or are you saying they went into the darkness in the water? I I I, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't in the water. It was at the top of the crow's nest. I don't know. Oh, I thought you said they were shooting bolts down. Oh, okay. They, they were. They were shooting bolts down onto the onto the boat, <sighs> and then they there was that was all I saw. I'm really, really sorry. Hey, you don't need to apologize. It's helpful inf information. You couldn't have done anything else. Okay, uh, so uh, where, where, where are they? Uh, I mean, I mean. Um, and if you guys have a way to like uh, send a message or uh, try and talk to Shimmer at all. Lots of shaking heads. No, she kind of looks specifically like Tiny and Pad. Because she's like, you guys are close, right? You don't have telepathic I'm, rings. I'm sorry. We, <laughs> yeah, you didn't think that far ahead. Well, we used to use the... Uh, the the sending stones that Norma had, but she took them with her. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't think we'd Fuck. need them. Um, <clears throat> Shit. Right. So I, I, I mean, what do we do? Do we do we go back? Do we try and find them? Bodhi, could you maybe do like a? I I don't know if this is possible. Can you like see if you can detect what spell might have been cast on the crow's nest to see if you know if it was like a portal thing or a time. Shift. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can try. I've never, I've never um, cast it uh, retrospectively before, but um, or retroactively even. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like a kind of traces of magic sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I, I can absolutely try. Yeah, um, and I start to climb yep. up to the crow's you nest. Get up there. Um, roll me an Arcana check in addition to your casting of Detect Magic. Ooh, that was an 18 on the dice. Uh, yes, for a 23 Arcana. Wow. It will take 10 minutes as I didn't prepare Detect Magic. It is the ritual, so... Bodhi, when you finished casting your Detect Magic, although you suspected this in the first place, you get a strong sense of Conjuration Magic, that sort of magic that you're very familiar with. Absolutely. This feels like th there is also something else there. And you sort of dig deeper, you push through that conjuration and try and sense what else is going on. There is a bit of enchantment there as well. Ooh. You go through the pages of your mind thinking about it. Now, most of the teleportation style spells require any creatures you teleport to be willing. Yeah. So what you suspect has happened is that someone saw Shimmer doing this, either teleported next to them and enchanted them, or Shimmer got enchanted somehow and then got willingly teleported off the boat. Shit. Shit. Um, and I, I think I say this in the through the rings as opposed to out loud. I just say, um, yeah, I, so I think uh, someone has um, uh, befriended, uh, beguiled Shimmer magically and hastened them away um, to where I don't know. But it's highly likely that 
they have them. Okay. When you say they... I would assume the people that were following us. Um, let's have an insight check from either Tala or Skylar, or both. Ah, oh, sick. 23. I also got a 23. Oh. <gasps> Look at us go. We, We're we so fucking, insightful. We fucking know Shimmer. You, you know what's really weird? <clears throat> I also had a 23 on my roll. <gasps> what the hell? Oh my god, this is that Jim Carrey film. It's the number 23. Yes. What does it mean? <laughs> Tala and Skylar, you both realise this at the same time as Bodhi is delivering this report of the magics going on up there. One of the boats stopped chasing you. Oh, uh, yeah. And there didn't seem to be an obvious reason why. Oh, shit. I think Tala will kind of, when realising that and realising that that is like a wider discussion that probably doesn't require everyone's input she will kind of just say to the crew be like right we are gonna see what we can do to work out where Shimmer's, shimmer has gone in the meantime can people please just work on patching up we've got some big dents below deck uh make sure everything's accounted for make sure everyone's okay and just kind of you know they, they all sort of snap to it and, and go about their stuff these people seem to be focusing like you say on on what the captain has asked them to do and the people who went overboard i assume they seem relatively okay they're wet but they're okay. They're wet, but they are fine, yeah. Okay, good. And then I guess Tala, like, te- telepathically is like, uh, do we want to have a, a meeting in Bodhi's room? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Bring Tiny and Pad, because, you know. Yeah, they deserve to know. Tiny and Pad are both stood off the back of the ship, sort of just looking. Aww. Like, Tiny's got his arm Aww. over Pad's shoulder, and Pad's arm is sort of around Tiny's waist. Um, Who would be next best in charge in terms of steering the boat? Is there another crew member that would be, like, a, a backup? driver kind of thing i don't know whether that's a first mate thing or a deckhand thing yeah uh to be fair probably be alfred gautier alfred alfred is a, is an elven person uh, they are the deck officer um so their their duties include all sorts of course plotting and and cargo stuff uh, he, you know he's he's sort of the the next one for steering i believe okay he wears like a huge coat that always like comes up to his cheekbones so you never see much of his face anyway doesn't say much but says a lot with his eyes nice like the energy <laughs> and up there with Lizette in terms of like marksmanship Tala will maybe just kind of go up and just be and just say uh, Alfred would you mind just um, steering for a while just while we have a bit of a meeting Alfred nods at you ties off a knot that he's is tying and goes goes straight there doesn't say anything nice good <laughs> I guess we we kind of get pad and tiny and just yeah yeah be like hey should we go chat down, downstairs, maybe? The logo of Dice and a Slice spins towards the screen <laughs> and spins back as you <laughs> down to Bodhi's room. Uh, I, I guess, Bodhi, do you want to tell them what you told us? Yeah, um, I am very sorry, but uh, it would appear that Shimmer has been taken by the people that were chasing us. Um, there were hints of enchantment and um, conjuration magic up at uh, the crow's nest. Um, I can only assume that they beguiled them with uh, with some form of magic and got them to go back to the boat with them. Um, I think they're long gone at the moment, uh, but we will we will get them back. There was that one boat that turned around, kind of partway through. Mm. That seemed odd, but you know, at the time. Yeah, there were uh, there were bigger fish to fry. Mm. It's um. That's uh, re- that's real shit. That's that's really that, that's that's really shit. Um, are are you guys? I mean, is Shimmer prolific in any way? Like, do you think it was 
basically, do you think they've taken Shimmerer's kind of bait for one of us? Or do you think that Shimmer is kind of just prolific enough in themselves that they went, oh, hey, that's a pirate? Uh, Tiny sort of scratches just his, his temple and says, um, well, there's uh, there's obviously the board, um, but Shimmer was never really mentioned by name. Yeah. But there is, um, and he, like, he looks at Pad. You can tell just by looking at Pad that Pad, like there's there's a fire in Pad's eyes. Oh. It's like it's like a it's like a. It, it, this is not a. I'm I'm fired up and ready to go. This is like a burning, bitter hatred fire. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. and Tani says, there is the zoo. Yeah. Gross. Am I right in thinking um, that they don't know where that is? Yeah. They don't know where it is. Perfect. They know how to. They know how to find out where it is. They or they they knew they had contacts previously. Yeah. Tani goes on. You know we. We stopped working for the guy when when he was killed, um, and started. Well, we started helping you. You started helping us, and yeah. um, and I thought that was the end of it. But apparently, the past will find you. Mm-hmm. And tiny tiny turns to Bodhi and says, "There's a place where they take people that look like me and Pad and Shimmer, and we we used to work with an associate of theirs in order for our own freedom." Which is really hey. shitty of us to do in, instead of. Uh, hey, we've all done stuff that we knew we shouldn't have done. Yeah. When the immediate dangers are dealt with, I promise that we will go there and raise it to the ground. Uh-huh. Absolutely. We've got a lot of places to race the ground, so by then we'll have plenty of practice. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll be the best at burning shit. Yeah. I can't help but wonder. The succubus tried to teleport me away. Yeah. Do you. Do you think... Oh, God. Oh, that there was, like, another... So this whole time, maybe we've been thinking that they're chasing us as pirates, but actually what it is is they're poachers. We're trying to be collected. They're trying to collect us. I mean, the the succubus was specifically kind of Axel-sent, right? That's what they said. What if they're working together? I I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, shitty people going to attract shitty demons. Shit. Um, okay. okay. Well, hey, listen, the good news is, if this is true, um, you know, it'll be 75,000 birds with one stone when we do finally get rid of Axel, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess in kind of immediate need is we need to prioritise where we want to go and what we want to do. We don't know at the moment where Shimmer is. We don't know for a fact where they're taking them. If they do take them to the zoo, we don't necessarily know where that is at the moment. Pad has been sort of like squat on the floor, head sort of resting on his hands with his fingers sort of laced together Mm. and looks up at Skylar suddenly with like a, there's a thought. Pad has looks on his faces. Uh, as you know, most things do. Um, but like, y- you recognize specific like emotes that Pad has, and this one is, that's a thought. Oh. <laughs> um, and looks 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 straight at Skylar and says, um, the Grung in Oasis, you say is a frog person. Ah. Uh. Oh. Well, if they're looking for animal people, they're gonna wanna collect a frog person. Do Ooh. a trade? What, like to trade them out to go to the zoo that we're then gonna burn to the ground? Or maybe lure them there if they're looking for animal folk. It's a pretty well-kept secret. I mean, I, I only know about this because of you. I've not heard it anywhere else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, have, I have some issues with trying to think around that. What with him having been like a god, except not for a while in my in my mind so it's weird to think about then catching a god and putting him in a zoo 
That's true. What kind of jar would you put them in? Well, yeah, I mean, what can contain that level of ego? <laughs> I mean, my dungarees <laughs> help me. Pad, Pad has, like, a tiny smirk. I mean, it could potentially save us a fight from something that, you know, like you've said, he's, he's quite powerful. We then bypass us having to... So is the thought that we go to Oasis with these people following us and then they take out the toad only a suggestion i mean i i don't know how we'd be able to i don't know how we'd be able to keep a safe distance from them so they couldn't get us yeah we almost need to be able to like send a message or something across to them when we're already there or when we're safe i've been i've been trying to be kind of um polite about uh not bringing bringing too much emotion or too much historical trauma uh up from your skylar but we don't actually know that much about this person this grown no. could you en- enlighten us a little bit or i don't remember him ever not being there i don't know if maybe he just sort of showed up when i was young like a little sprog and don't remember the event do your parents remember them being there the whole time everyone in oasis believes that the grung has always been there oh. yeah. and elves live for a fucking long time <laughs> do grungs live a long time so we had this did we have this discussion in episode five of season one. Oh, did we the stories about grungs is that they live relatively short lifespans they come in they do what they do and then they die interesting yeah okay apologies i don't remember that far back but thank you for the reminder i mean we've always known him to be there like yeah he's a prophet and a, an oracle and he knows things and he can just get in your mind and yeah it, it's difficult to say where he came from it's just i started to notice that it just didn't seem right it didn't sit well mm-hmm. and i didn't i i thankfully i found my faith in y'all mm-hmm. and uh was brought into the light as opposed to living in his darkness but yeah no we don't know nothing about him because there's nothing to know because how do you know stuff about a god well listen the difference between gods and us is that you can't punch gods in the face yeah well, i mean th- that's not the attitude i'm wanting to go towards axel with it's a pretty good attitude to go towards axel with <laughs> it's a better attitude than run i'm uh, assuming that you can touch this grung. Uh, and if you can touch this grung, Tala can punch him directly in the face. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. See, I'm thinking if if grungs don't live so long, but all your family remember them and, you know, you guys live for fucking ages, we've kind of got either they have a pact with something and are on extra time indefinitely, or what if it's like lots of them and they kind of swap out heresy it's the historical knowledge that's the thing that throws that like we all have a relationship with this grunk he knows people and he knows their families and their families extended families everything in the world circles around him so he as a personality as the way that the cults work he's invested in our lives and our lives are invested in him so it'd be very difficult to to swap him out um skylar did uh the grung it seems like he he knows a lot um did did the grung often say that he knew a lot ah ah what do you mean tala's face falls oh so slightly why well i mean that's he he knows is sort of the uh slogan the oh, slogan. Shit. The, uh... 
Okay, so now that's probably packed borrow time. Let me live infinitely. And I will get people to, you know, they might be backwardsly worshipping Axel through worshipping the Grung in your village. There is a rage that flares up behind Skylar's eyes. You see him just kind of like take a very, very slow breath, but it's not in a kind of like, I'm Mm. repressing this so that I don't have to feel it. It's a, I am trying to have a conversation with people right now. I will deal with this when I can punch a wall that isn't underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Pat picks up on that and says, so what's the plan? Face punching. I guess we keep going and I don't know how we can get the bounty hunters involved in taking out him. I don't think we do. Let's be honest. We have all been about a bit. This Mm -hmm. grung has been about a lot longer. Don't get me wrong. But he's been about under the guise of adoration, of worship. Mm -hmm. We are pretty fucking far from that yeah my one thing is that we were talking about this because somehow it was going to relate to getting shimmer back yeah so how can we combine these two things well look at this room i mean he might be powerful but if he's chained up in this room he can't speak to axel he can't speak to anyone he can't teleport away we would have him yeah oh shit is he worth it if axel is working with the zoo people which you know probably is and the grung is like a key aspect of axel's kind of power network then maybe he would want his toy back what if we used him as a lure because ideally we don't want them having shimmer and we don't want them having the grung yeah so I why like don't we more than trade. use yeah why don't we use him as bait and then take them out Like, we can work out the details, like, we can kind of fluff that, but what if we did something like that? Look, the good news is, we have direction. Let's start moving, because um, I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say I want Shimmer to be with them for as short a time as possible. Yeah. I I know we were potentially going to stop en route for you, Skylar. I don't know that we necessarily can safely do that now oh yeah we can't stop much (laughs) but you said there might be clerics and stuff in the outliers of oasis so maybe we get there yeah and try and find someone from your home who can help because i just don't want us to stop en route and then not be able to go at all skylar roll me a history check 16 16 um you know there are some quite mysterious people out in the sort of the out in the sticks, so to speak. <laughs> there is there is one such herbalist, and and I, I'm aware that Skyra is do, undoing a lot of programming. Mm-hmm. There is one herbalist who was decried for being uh, sort of a charlatan or a demon communer. Ah. She lived in a hut that was sort of raised raised above the water yes. level. <gasps> yes, um, but no one could ever find her hut two days in a row. Yes. Oh my yes. God, he's stepping on legs. Ah! They never seem to be in the same location. Who the hell, why is everyone getting excited? <laughs> Do you remember Skylar had a vision where he saw a hut on legs and you thought it was a monster? Oh yeah. Well, like Sky- Skylar, you, you've never seen it. 
Oh, oh, it was um, with LaRange when we looked back at our hometowns. That's where you saw it. It was through the weird glass thing. That was when that happened. Oh, so I saw it in the weird glass thing. There's that. I remember now. It's it's a witch. She lived potentially. The rumor is she lives in a hut on legs on the outskirts. I mean, I'm, that, that sounds like some pretty big magic to get a hut to go on legs. I want me to get one. Y- you want a hut on legs? I would like one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck, right. Okay, so we just gonna go to Oasis. Mm-hmm. We'll try and find hut on legs to see if we can cure Skylar. And we're gonna get that fucking grung and use the grung as bait. The only yeah. thing we need now is a way to maybe get the message out to the pirate hunters, but we can mull on that. You know, we've got however long at sea left. Yeah. Um, what if we took these empty bottles and put notes in them? Pad gestures at a, quite a large number of empty bottles in Bodhi's room. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's, it's an art project that I'm working on. Um. Okay, and I... Yeah. I guess they would maybe be interested in following some leads, Maybe? Maybe. That's, that's, yes, excellent. Thank you. Um, let's do that. Uh, in the meantime, let's make, like, something really fast and go, yeah? Like a, like a hut on legs? Like a hut on legs. Yeah. Pad looks okay. quite pleased with himself. And, like, when he suggested it, he was like, oh, they're going to yell at me again. <laughs> they're going to yell at me. I think Tala just, like, kind of holds Pads and Tiny's hands and it's just like, we're going to get them back, okay? Yeah. Yeah, we will. I'm going to kick some ass doing it. Okay, cool. Fuck. Tala's very much like, this has been the most stressful fucking day, but we've just yeah, got to keep going. Yeah, this has just been the worst. Like, you yeah. just got to keep going at this point, don't you? Like, you can't stop. No, you've just got to power through. Yeah. Tala will go up to deck and kind of give the orders for everyone to make sail to Oasis. Also, like, in the, like, walk up to the deck, she's definitely talking to Tiny, like, oh, so how was it being a whale? Did you feel the... The fins and then she just starts talking sperm whale shit with Tiny. <laughs> he, He's the only other person now that gets yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Tiny, you get onto the deck and start yelling orders and people get to it. The boat carries on its way for the rest of the day. You are not approached by any vessels. Uh, this part of the ocean actually is, is very rarely traveled, mostly because there's nothing here for people to come and see. There's very few places to deliver to. There is an area that is uh, heavily populated by uh, volcanic rocks and like larger vessels have real difficulty getting around here. Oh, interesting. Smaller ones like yours, no problems at all. Are we able to patch up our boat? I know we took quite a lot of damage. Is that something that we need to like do while we're still for it to have an effect or can we? No, no, you can repair while you're on the go. What I need is for all of you to roll a d20 for me. Ooh. For your various departments to do their repair checks. Can I cast a spell to get advantage? Depends on what that spell is, Bodie. Fabricate. I have one fourth level spell left. Oh no, I did. I got a three. Uh-oh. You can use your fabricate spell to get rid of Skylar's three. I'll do. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. I got an eleven. I got a fourteen. Do I need to re-roll for Skylar? Nope. Um, Skylar's is automatically uh, a, a twenty. I got uh, you because of, because of the oh. fabricate spell. Oh. You're amazing, thank you. That is, so Talos was a 15 and Bodie's was a 19. hey nice. Uh The boat is in fairly good nick over the course of the day, over the course of the coming days. Uh, the weather is relatively fair. And like I say, there are no additional boats that seem to approach you guys, given just that this is not a 
oft-chartered area of the sea. Although people tend not to go south, there's this weird mentality amongst the sailors of Nortiska that the furthest point north you can really go safely is the last hope, but you just don't go south. Huh. Given partially due to the proximity to Luskaxel, yeah. given partially because the edge of this world is very close to the islands at the south. Ah, okay. As alluded to, this world, as everyone knows it, is surrounded by a huge storm. Mm. It is like the Isles of Nortiska are in the eye of an enormous hurricane. Oh, that is that is a, a really, um, <laughs> a, just a really terrifying uh, bit of uh, world building that, you, that I've only just kind of realised is the case. <laughs> and it has so many fucking implications. This is wonderful yeah, and terrifying it, at the same time. More, more than anything, it means I don't have to think about the world outside of the map as we have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ideal. It's beautiful. You do notice as you are traveling south. I think Bodhi, you would notice this. Skylar, not necessarily. Tala, not necessarily. But Bodhi, you certainly would. The further south you get, the closer to the Everstorm you get, the more you can see it. It stops being this sort of almost like blue static in the background. You yeah. start seeing things whipping around. The Everstorm seems darker Ooh. and cloudier. Ooh. Um. And you realize that kind of looks a bit black misty. Oh no, it's spreading. Oh, fuck. That feels a little bad. Um, folks, uh, have you ever um, been in a particularly poorly uh, um, aerated bathroom and uh, mould starts to appear on the, on the tiles? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Skylar, who's never lived anywhere with tiles. Tyler, who's never lived anywhere that is, you know... <laughs> Not subaqueous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, duly noted. Um, I think the Everstorm is getting closer <laughs> and bigger. Closer. See that? See that? Look, look. It's 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 Aww. darker and uh, and. Um, it hmm. looks kind of black misty, right? Yeah, a little bit black mm, misty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think Tala just does like the heaviest sigh. She's just so tired of Axel like expanding. She just yeah. she's just like this is fucking exhausting. Bud, just chill out. Just, just, just quit your shit. So it does kind of look like we're on a, a bit of a time crunch, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, we knew that with, you know, the guards <clears throat> dying. Well, <sighs> shit. you know, the next day you will be arriving near enough to Oasis that you will be able to see it. Currently, the boat is to the south of Hostile now, with Hostile completely above it to the north. You can see a sort of stretch of flat land pockmarked with palm trees and that sort of coastal desert vibe. Mm. Um, just a long stretch of beige and yellow to the starboard side of the Sakailia, which is boat right. <laughs> While you're not close enough to see any people, you, you know, there are sort of scavengers that live there. There are creatures that live there. But generally, since whatever happened um, near the town of Cilicia, People don't go there. They have no need to. Um, it's rumoured to be haunted. And like this area of the ocean, also like rumoured to be haunted. Mm. But only rumoured. No one's seen any proof. Mm. I think um, in our like days of travelling, Tala would, checking with Bodhi and Skylar and Pad and Tiny that they're cool, be open with the crew about where we're going and what we're doing and maybe not specifically tell them about the zoo, but say there's people who, you know, are hunting people like Pad and Tiny, basically as much information as she's happy for them to share so that they know why we're going, what we're doing, what we might be up against and ask if Skylar will kind of give the crew like a lowdown on Oasis, like what to expect 
kind of terrain wise and vibe wise and all the stuff that will just help them when we get there because Skylar's our, our oasis expert. So oasis it is swampy and hot it's humid it's like a constant heavy cloud is on top of you the whole time lots of waterways i mean i wouldn't advise going in the water because of the gators and like the weird snakes a lot of root systems that you can use to climb through that sort of thing not much in the way of roads it's very off the beaten track as it were it, it was a an abandoned elven city that was just left and so the forest grew around us and kind of engulfed the the city and so it's very difficult to access it's very hard to kind of stumble across it so everyone's gotta have their walking boots on uh when you get there it is elven almost exclusively lots of uh, kind of shack type buildings lots of platforms as well like houses built up into the trees houses built on stilts above the water all that sort of thing a lot of boats to kind of network between the two but y'all gonna stand out if you ain't elves so i suggest everyone having some fun with some costumes and getting all roughed up looking because you're gonna stand out a mile the the non-elven members of the crew yeah most of them there are only four other elves on the crew mm. they all look kind of uncomfortable and quofa raises their hand um just sort of waits patiently with their hand up uh yeah yeah um, quofa what 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 we doing when we get there Undetermined. <laughs> the plan is we're going to, I guess, scope it out. And our goal is to apprehend the grung that is kind of controlling the main town. Do you do you need all of us to go? No. We might need some folks to stay and keep the ship safe and guard that. So there will there will be a team that will stay. Here. Yeah. S- speaking on speaking on behalf of someone, oh. the non-elven members appear to be uncomfortable. Um. But, but also, uh, the, the, it might be quite suspicious if if lots of people start going through a swamp. Um, I, I don't know if it's a if you're planning to do it sneaky like, because um, like my boots are too big for my feet. Oh, we need to keep the party quite small. We we can build a strike team or something, yeah. right? Like a smaller bunch of of folks who. Yeah. are more comfortable going and cover the skills that we need. Yeah, exactly. And Quofa, we need to get you some new boots ASAP, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm mostly bootless up in the rigging. Yeah, but for when you're not, you know, need to make sure you can right. run and be okay. Sorry. Quofa looks like they've been told off. Oh, no! <laughs> Tala was saying we're going to buy you new shoes. What do you mean they look like they've been told off? I think Tala just gives like a nod to Nicola. And j- just to be like, can you please put that on the to-dos to get Quofa some yeah. new boots? I feel like Nicola will get it and be like, yes, you need to have the right equipment. Nicola will will, will like immediately turn to Quofa. Quofa feels as though they've been put in a single room with Nicola. This is the effect Nicola has when she turns to people, no matter the distance between you and them. Yeah. Um. And 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 she just says, Quofa will buy you some new boots. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. My heart. I feel like we've just been scammed. <laughs> I can buy them if you show me the boot place. Oh my you God. show me the boot place. <laughs> oh, hello. Welcome aboard. Don't worry, the trouble is behind you. I'm sure it's all going to be smooth sailing from here on out. 
this place. It's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. Don't worry, no one can reach you here, I promise. Not like last time. This time, it's perfectly safe. Relax. And I think you should have a mojito to get yourself in a summery mood. First, it's Pride Month, and that means it's time for us to shout out some of our favourite queer creators. Next up is the wonderful Charlie. Freelance illustrator, creative lecturer, animal appreciator, oddness enjoyer. Charlie is a queer full-time illustrator and writer working out of the heart of Norwich in the UK, specialising in picture books, graphic novels and all things colourful. Working on creative projects, whether they're drawings or stories, has always been a favourite way for Charlie to spend her time, as well as hanging out with her wonderful dog, doing martial arts and raiding every charity shop in Norwich. Charlie enjoys nothing more than getting stuck into unique tales with brave and intriguing characters, poignant messages to broaden horizons, and ancient folklore to light up imaginations. You can find her at Charlie Vince, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-V-I-N-C-E dot com, where you can find links to all of her socials. Next, keeping on the same theme, we have Wayne, an award-winning art director, brand coach, content creator, and creative introvert who helps purpose-driven and creative entrepreneurs craft an incredible brand that makes them proud, elevates their business, and brings their vision to life with ease and integrity. Wayne has spent over 20 years years working in the world's biggest agencies and across a range of creative industries and has seen the beautiful impact that a brand with purpose, style and integrity can have on the world. He's seen how creativity, authenticity and good design can take a brand to the next level. If you're looking for someone to bring some magic to your brand, you owe it to yourself to visit www.waynefick.com. And finally, the gorgeous Chris, an illustrator, artist, storyteller, and lover of all collaborative storytelling. His passion for D&D goes back nearly 30 years, and he has not only created the world and mythologies for some other heroes, but also plays and DMs in a number of other games. He's an active member of the RPG community online. You can find him on the socials for Instagram, at Chris Mepham Art, or Twitter, Chris Mepham RPG. That's C-H-R-I-N. S-M-E-P-H-A-M followed by art or RPG whether you're on Instagram or Twitter where you can find all the information for his newest release of his chromatic dragonborn token set perfect for any game that uses a virtual tabletop. Each dragon looks absolutely fantastic and wonderfully original. You can also find all three, as well as the aforementioned Theo from the last episode, on our Halloween Pizza Peril episodes and on the weekly D&D 5e actual play stream, Some Other Heroes, which is on almost every Sunday at twitch.tv forward slash some other heroes and on all of the socials at some other heroes of course you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at dice and a slice where you can see our slices and hear about our ramblings of nonsense huge shout outs to our ko-fi supporters ben and rooney who we believe are some of the best ko-fi supporters in the world and of course i have to thank alicia who has her nose to the grindstone turning out top quality editing work every fortnight for your listening pleasure and now, back to the action. I feel like we've just been scammed. <laughs> oh, I can buy them if you show me the boot place. Oh my you God. show me the boot place. <laughs> the crew, after this briefing, go about their activities. Um, quite quiet. There's a sort of a contemplative energy to the crew. The sun dips 
below the horizon, and the full moon begins to rise over the Nortiscan Ocean, as the Sakailia floats gently under the stars and the moon towards Oasis. Bodhi and Skylar, can you please both roll me a wisdom saving throw at disadvantage? Oh no. Oh fuck. <gasps> well, it can't be worse than that. Oh no, Tom's pulling a bad face as well. I rolled in that one. I did too. But, <laughs> but I'm a halfling, so I get halfling luck. <sighs> Is it another nat one? I rolled another nat one. <laughs> oh my god, Tom. <laughs> For a four. Oh I my got a four god. as well. Oh my god. What is up with the rolls today, friend? Oh we are god. all succeeding up. and failing wow. together. The moon has, has it in for us today. Fuck. Fucky, fuck, fuck. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Bodhi, you've been struggling all week right. to keep control of yourself. Skylar, you have really no point of reference for these uh. feelings you've been getting. And even though they have not been narrated or shown in the podcast, you have been having weird dreams. Damn it. Very much on the theme of the previous ones. This evening, Bodhi, you find yourself walking in a forest where plants grow with perfectly even and equal branches. Mm. Occasionally, birds fly past uh, with two heads. Mm. Oh no. A deer leaps across the path and one head watches you while the other one watches where it's going. And a person walks towards you and by their side is a quadrupedal creature. Hard to say quite what it is. Its very nature keeps shifting. For a minute it looks kind of lupine, wolf-like. Yeah. For a moment it looks kind of feline and then it kind of looks crocodilian and it just keeps shifting its nature ever so slightly as though being changed by the winds and this person you can't see their face mm. their eyes you know are there but you can't see them but they extend a hand towards you um, and you extend your hand out towards them and you begin your monthly dance with helix yes as both the humanoid and the quadruped move around you you desperately try to keep up but your footwork can't keep up with six feet and you trip over a root twice sprung from the earth skylar you're running through a forest not a swamp a forest and it is chasing you and you can hear its thundering hooves behind you and it's like it's calling to others and you hear other feet and hooves surrounding you right. and you just keep running and running and running until you find yourself literally in like between a rock and a hard place as a huge cliff face towers in front of you and you turn and you feel so small but ferocious as this huge being like a man and a horse combined into one, towers in front of you, yelling things you can't quite understand. Tala. Yeah? You're awoken by two sounds. Oh, fuck. Fucking fuck. Sound number one is the sound of a huge, well-reinforced wooden door splintering and being knocked through. Oh, no. Uh. The other sound is screaming on the ship. Oh, no. Tala is straight up and out of bed to see what's happening. 
Probably like smacking Tiny awake in the process. Tiny, Tiny is already up. Perfect. The second the screaming starts, Tiny is up as well. You both roll natural ones on your wisdom saving throws. Oh no. Tyler, you get out there on the deck mm-hmm. and you see a humanoid crocodilian ah. hulking through destroying things. Oh okay. Gosh. And then you hear a hissing scree sound. You turn and you see a humanoid rat. This is the most unimpressive Godzilla versus <laughs> with um, with a with a bow that just oozes evil. How dare in its you! Arms, <gasps> the arrow pointing at the crocodilian. Ah, shit! <gasps> Can I disarm Skylar as a first measure? I think Tala almost nods for Tiny to go to the big hulking thing that's crashing stuff, and Tala's going to try and disarm the bow from Skylar. So, Skylar and Bodhi. You can't. <laughs> and Tala. Roll initiative. Jesus oh my goodness. God damn. That was a nat 20. Where, where was that? Where was that? <laughs> nat, nat 20 for what, Bodhi? Uh, for a 23. I got a 19 on that as well. I got 24. What the fuck? Wow. Skylar got a 24. I got 14. Tala got 14. I rolled even at advantage, two I bad rolls. I I think that makes sense. You're getting out of bed. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd rather have my bad rolls now out of the way than hopefully I'll roll better on my turn. This is so funny. Both Pad and Tiny both rolled the same on the die. Oh, That's what it's is spooky. going on today? It's really, really weird. Oh. And I will roll for the crew as well. Oh my goodness. They got the same as Pad and Tiny. Oh What's my going goodness. What is happening? Are we all cursed? I think so. so. I don't know. We are just like in sync. The universe wants this particular story to play out. Audience, stop listening now. <laughs> you have to stop listening now, otherwise you will be cursed forever. Abandoned ship. Abandoned <laughs> ship. <laughs> and whilst you're leaving, why don't you swing past our Kofi? <laughs> well Flawless plug, Jazz. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Top of the round, Skylar. Something is wrong, and you just want to be violent towards the biggest and most violent thing around you. Yeah. That currently happens to be a basically a, a mini Godzilla-looking crocodile thing. Sure. This 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 blue thing has just burst out and is staring at you, but you do what you need to do. Okay. There is going to be at least one round without people being able to try and get a hold of themselves. Okay, so I am armed, am I? You are. You've got you've got vengeance in your hands. Okay, I am going to shoot at the crocodile. Yes, please do. Roll to shoot at the crocodilio. Uh, it's only a 12. Nice, nice, nice. Only, only a 12. As you are currently adjusting to the enhanced dexterity of your new form, you very nim- Yeah, mm. you just pull back the bow and this arrow whoosh, flies out, but just kind of, you anticipate where it's going to go before it even knows where it's going to go, and in doing so, miss. Sure. Tala, roll me perception check. Oh, fuck yeah, that is a 23. Jim Carrey's on my side. The arrow created by this bow looks different to how it looked before. It seems to have like a tiny rat head <laughs> in the arrow. <laughs> as though it will bite whoever is whoever it is attacking. Damn. Skylar, anything else on your turn? Uh, I would like to hide. You may roll to hide. You may do so <laughs> at advantage. Can I ask, would Skylar attacking Bodhi trigger my sentinel feat. Is Bodhi an ally currently? No. It just says, when a creature within your reach makes an attack against a target other than you, it does not specify an ally. Ooh. Oh, I guess it Ooh. I guess it does activate your sentinel feature, yeah. 
So I got a 21 to hide. 21 to hide. We'll see. That'll, that'll kick in after Alicia does this. Um, Actually, DM. Sorry. No, it's fine. Very specifically, non-lethal damage. Non-lethal damage with your trident. Also... Tala's also kind of hoping that it might be one of those things where you can try and shake yourself out of it when you get hit, because Hendrix had that a couple yeah. of times. So mm. Tala's limited knowledge of magic is like, maybe this will help in some way. <laughs> he yeah. is hoping. Oh yeah, that'll be a 24 to hit. Uh, 24 will hit roll damage. So 11 total, non-lethal. So Skylar is like on the top deck, sort of in front of the, the, the ship's wheel. And Tala, you've seen the arrow shoot across. You turn around, you just literally like hull your trident up there, like at the very edge of it and you just clatter him like get out of it you <laughs> and then Skylar hunkers down behind the bars like at the top of the rail okay Scully believe yourself to be hidden uh Bodhi great you have lumbered out of this cage this prison that had been made to keep you captive and you've spent so much time yeah. breaking out of so many prisons yeah and it just feels good and something tried to shoot you, and now you can't see it. But there is a big blue thing. There's lots of other oh things god. sort of screaming and running away. Oh god! Tiny is next to the big blue thing. There's like a big cow. Okay, well, look, I'm going for one of the two bigger things. Absolutely. Odds, Tala, evens at Tiny. How far are they away? Uh, they're about twenty feet. Cool. You just in in that kind of lumbering kind of kaiju movie fashion, you just see the legs of this crocodilian monster start to pick up pace, and it starts to sprint <laughs> at the two of you, and its jaws Terrifying. open, and you just hear that. <laughs> As uh, the jaws clamp down or try to clamp down on Tala, I'm really sorry. I rolled a three. Hey, buddy, bring it on. 18 on the dice plus Oof. plus four. Sorry to hit. Yeah, that will hit me. Seven points of damage to you um, as the jaws um, clamp and don't budge. They just carry on biting down, uh, and that is my turn. Next up is Tiny who is really uh, actually quite terrified of what's going on here. Oh, he doesn't know. Mm. I thought that we'd told him. You can say you've told him, but he's still terrified. Yeah, it's fair. Just so you know, Tala, um, you are currently grappled. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fairly obvious, but... You um, little bitch, I didn't know that. Oh, sorry. Tala, you're also <laughs> restrained. You're grappled and restrained. Oh, restrained as well. Am Shit. I? Yeah. Sorry. Tiny's turn. Tiny is going to pick up his frying pan and just fucking smack Bodhi upside the <laughs> upside the crocodilian, crocodilian head with it. Entirely fair. That is a 17 on the first one. Does hit. And a 20, 23 on the other one. Oh, that hits as well. As both of these cast iron skillet pan attacks do <laughs> nothing to Bodhi. Ooh. Damn. They, you just hear like a thong, thong. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm terrified. It's just like mouth on. I imagine Bodhi just make like make like that crocodile noise. <laughs> yeah. Tom's been working on it. It shows. <laughs> I love crocodiles. I love crocodiles so much. Uh, it is now the turn of Pad, who is looking very flustered, stumbling out basically from below deck. Pad is going to look around. He only sees Bodhi. Yes. He says, what the sweet fuck is that? Okay. Pad charges forwards. Bodhi, I need to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, 
buddy. That was a 17 on the dice. I'm so sorry uh, for a Shit. brackish 20. Um, as Pad charges forwards, and Tali, you watch as suddenly Pad's form becomes like bigger and more imposing, <gasps> and like there's a like there's a shadowy thing behind him, and his eyes glow red, Ooh. and like you see this thing like almost loom over this crocodilian, Damn. and then it kind of sulks <laughs> and uh, and walks away <laughs> as Pad's casting of fear uh, wasn't effective. Oh my goodness, oh. that's oh. horrifying. Draws oh, his sword and just charges towards uh, the thing. Entirely fair. <laughs> uh, it is now the turn of the crew of the Sakailia. Tala, utter a, a short thing for the crew to do. The goal is to disarm and restrain. Cool. Several of them pick up ropes. No one knows where the wear rat has gone. Mm -hmm. Those of them on the main deck pick up some ropes. On their next turn, they will start to restrain or attempt to restrain whatever they can see. Tyler, it's now good, your turn. Good. Lovely. So first up, with my speech, Tyler's going to quickly be like... <laughs> Long story, the rat thing is Skylar and the crocodile guy is Bodie. Don't hurt them. And can Tala also just give a quick instruction issue of where Skylar is? Because I have blind sight, so I know exactly where Skylar is. <gasps> so Tala just points him out because Tala's like, that guy is a threat if no one knows where he is. And if everyone knows where he is, they can't catch them off guard too badly. That um, is some good thinking, Tala. Tala, before you do anything else in your turn, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, shit. Shit. That is a 27. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yes, barbarian. Um, for my bonus action, I would like to rage. Bodie dial. The mouthfeel of this meat yeah. suddenly a lot tougher. Real spicy. Yeah. <laughs> How would I break out of the restraint? That'd be an athletics check. Yeah. Come on, dice. Fuck yeah. That is a 26. Oh, you get out. You get out. <gasps> Tyler, you just like put your hands, like, your fingers just get either side of the teeth and you just open the mouth of this crocodilian mm -hmm. and like push it back a little bit. Uh, that is unfortunately the end of your turn, Tyler. Uh, is it? That is your action. I still have movement. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do still have movement. That's, tr that's true. That's true. How dare you? <laughs> so Skylar's up by the wheel, which is like, I guess, up yep. the stairs. Tyler's going to yep. go upstairs. As you leave my range, I'm going to give you a bite. At disadvantage. At disadvantage? Yes, because I have oh, yes. Spirit of the Barracuda, so Ooh. creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attacks against me. Oh, I like it. That's good. Tala, who can opportunity attack anything in the world, cannot be opportunity attacked. Wow. <laughs> um, I rolled an 18 and a 7, so that's an 11 on the dice. As your jaw snap, honestly, <laughs> as this sort of almost missed is left behind Tala. <sighs> Top of the round. Uh, Tala, you get up to the deck um, and you sort of know where Skylar is and you look down, you see him. Mm. This is not Skylar that you recognise. Although the rat does still have the undercut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, there is, it is a little bit longer on top. <laughs> Part of Tala is like, Skylar is potentially a bigger threat because she's seen Skylar in combat. But also, mm. Skylar's never had this happen to them and she's like, Bodhi probably knows a little bit more what is maybe going on with him mentally and Skylar is probably completely yeah. in the dark. So she's like, I want to I wanna make sure this little guy's okay first. And then we <laughs> yeah. deal with the big bite thing that's down on the deck. <laughs> Skylar, it is now your turn. Please roll me a wisdom saving throw. Come on, bud. 21! That's a good roll. Suddenly, Skylar, this sort of fog around you lifts and you are cowering behind the wheel of the ship and you see Tala stood in front of you and she's raging. What the? Whoa, 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 whoa! Skylar's and still in rat form, but <laughs> Skylar's voice is coming through? Yep. 
Ooh. He's sort of like, oh shit. <laughs> and then he looks round to see who you're raging at. Oh, oh, is it me? <laughs> Am I the drama? He like rolls around and like is crouched in front of Tala, bow pulled, ready to shoot at whoever's coming at you. Mm. And then it's sort of like, what? When he doesn't see anybody and he starts like looking around and twitches his whiskers. Skylar, how do you feel? about Tala. Aw, Tala's like my safe space. (laughs) He and Tala have sometimes had like difficulties communicating because they're from different, very different worlds. Mm. But they've been through a lot together and it's that same sort of relationship that you have with like your sibling, depending on what your relationship is with your siblings, where (laughs) it's just this sort of like, we might not always have a lot in common, but we've always got each other's back. Mm. Mm. And so it's it's that kind of feeling. So as you're looking around to find like the object of Tala's ire, you look back at her and you're like, oh, she's trying to protect me. Um, and then you notice the big fuck off crocodile and you realize that that is Bodhi who is having a bad night. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> He's sort of like, oh, well, shoot the... Oh, wait, <laughs> that's Bodster. Uh, anything else in your turn, Skylar? Can I try to turn back into normal me? You don't know that you're not normal I was hoping we could just avoid that. <laughs> oh, that's that's going to be a conversation, bud. No. All right, Bodie. You have got cow and big cat. Now the cow tried to hit you, um, but the big cat tried to scare you. Cow tried to hit me. Big cat had something bigger behind it. It did. Big cat has hidden big thing. Yes. Big cat is getting big cat. Big cat, big scare we. Oh whoa. Oh whoa. <laughs> Bodie's finally getting to do the thing that everyone always wanted to do. Which is hit pad. <laughs> Bodie looms over pad and just opens his jaws and uh, like tries to take his head within his jaws. <laughs> That's fucking that twenty. Oh my god! No! Take him out of your mouth right now. <laughs> okay, max damage for one and then an additional die. Oh god, that is. Eight plus two for ten, and then uh, five for the next bit. So that is 15 points of biting damage. The next sentence I'm going to regret saying, you've not moved yet on your turn. Ooh. As Bodhi, you turn and just snap towards the head of this cat that tried to make you scared to try and remove or otherwise discourage the other creature that it is hiding. If you don't say you're going to do it, I will. No, (laughs) I'm going to let my conscience be clear for a second. Cool. Anyone watching would see the crocodilian then go slightly limp on one side as its entire body and head begins to rotate with pad in its mouth. And it does a death roll. (gasps) Oh, fucking shimmers are fucking healer. Bodhi, you gain eight temporary hit points. I do. <gasps> you little bitch. I'm not happy about it. As you as you guys watch Pad just get f- literally flung around by this crocodile's death roll. Oh, Christ. Pad, Sorry. Pad has taken quite a bit of damage. And just, just inside Bodhi's mouth, he, you just hear like, Bodhi, stop. Oh, no. What is going on with the rings at the moment? Can I hear Crocodile Bodie thoughts? That's a very good question. Right? I'm like, can I try and talk to 
Crocodile Bodhi. Um, Crocodile Bodhi is not talking to you. Ah, so it's only when it's like a conscious thing. Yeah, you have to to want to talk to them. But I can try and talk to him. You can, yes, on your turn. Mm. Interesting. Okay, good to know, good to know. I didn't know whether I was just hearing like, um, nom, nom, nom. (laughs) (laughs) Get it. Gotta get it. Gotta shake it. Gotta get it. (laughs) Tiny rushes forwards. Yeah, and Tiny. He open that is mouth. going to try and open that mouth. Just Tiny. What that mouth do? It opens. <laughs> <laughs> you got there first. As Tiny charges forwards, you notice Tala, his horns like start to do glow not. red at the tips. Has <gasps> Tiny got some baby barbar in him? Tiny. Tiny been learning? Tiny has a level of barbarian. Oh! Oh, Damn, t- you guys are firecrackers. Fuck, we are. I'm making a new hybrid class of bard and barbarian, which I have called a barbecubarian. I love it. I love it. Oh, Tala feels like this flush of like pride and also like awe. And and also like horny. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is his horns, so. It, it's, it's literally his horns, yeah. What are you going to do? That is a 19 on the die. Plus his expertise in athletics. <gasps> expertise. Oh, tiny. Wow. For a 26. Yeah. Wow. Ah, someone's a show off. <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit of a show off. Um, Bodhi, there is no way you can beat this. Absolutely no way. As thing behind just wrenches open your mouth and the cat like spills out. Oh, They're going to take a, a combo turn. Uh, that was Tiny's action and his bonus action. Oh, Tiny. And Pad is going... Pad looks like shit, by the way. Yeah. There is so much blood. Oh, it no. is, it is but the grace, oh, but no. by the grace of Venter, that he was able to survive that. Oh, no. And as such, um, he is fucking livid, looks up at Bodhi, and just says, Bodhi? No. Uh, Bodhi, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Please. Please, Low, let's, not roll Low, roll. Uh. let's not roll high. Let's not roll high. Fuck, man! That was another 17. Shit. That was... You are the most stubborn little bitch crocodile. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's brackish 20. Very oh. annoying. So Tiny has got Bodhi grappled currently. Fuck. And Pad just like steps away and sort of looks up at Bodhi. Um, this won't have any practical effect. Um, he says, Bodhi, Bodhi, look, I, I know we don't always see eye to eye, but I, I think... Um, I think this isn't a great look on you, bud. Uh, crew of the Sakalia are going to try and restrain Bodhi as eight of them rush yes. forwards with ropes. Yes, good job, team. Um, as the crew rush forwards and they start wrapping ropes around, but Bodhi, you're, you just flex and these ropes just break and splinter <gasps> around I mean, you. damn. Damn, right? Ooh-woo. Ooh-woo. <laughs> Tala, your turn. I think Tala is like, fuck, I've got just like two giant problems ahead in front of me and this is yeah. really stressful. She's just going to quickly say to Skylar, hey, shit's going down. I need you to not be armed. So if you could just like yeet your bow for a bit, that would be great. He hates that idea, but wants to trust. Nice. So he lowers it. Tala's leaving you in the hope that you will you will disarm yourself because she's like, I ain't got time. Oh, he doesn't want to be disarmed. Yeah. Well, all she can do is all she can do is hope. Yeah. And then she's gonna run. Are you gonna jump off the fucking top? Absolutely, I am. Yeah. And I'm gonna try and like restrain yeah, yeah, yeah. Bodhi because the crew have got some ropes there, so she's gonna kind of muck in and see if she can like restrain this thing. Yeah. Um. Do me an athletics check, please. 
at advantage because you because you are raging. Um, and while she's doing it, she's going to be trying to telepathically get through to Bodhi, and she's just like, Bodhi, bud, I know you're in there. You got to fight real hard because you are causing some damage, and I want to get you back. So cu- come back to us, bud. We're all here, and just trying to like get through to him. Tala. Just roll me a wisdom check, please. Okay, what I will say is I got a natural 20 on my athletics. Natural Incredible. 20 on your athletics, nice. And then, Which is a 27, and, then, um, and you want a wisdom? Yeah, just wisdom. That's please. an 18. Ooh, noted. Tala, as you dive on top of Bodhi Dial, <laughs> Tiny is there holding his mouth open. You look at Tiny and his eyes are like black and there's, there's, you can almost like see the smoke coming out of his nose. Tala tries to like start with the mouth so almost to get Tiny to like push it shut so that she can like <laughs> restrain the mouth, restrain the body. You dive down there and I think you literally like with one arm, you you force this mouth closed because crocodiles uh, have very small, very weak muscles to keep the jaws yeah. open mm. and you, it just snaps yeah. shut like a, uh, like a rat trap funnily enough <laughs> and like tiny just moves to a different part of the body like arms and legs around it imagine tala's just like grabbing rope from any crew member that's handing it and is just like yeah. tying yeah. hands together feet together mouth together round the body anything that she can tie and restrain yeah but she's talking to bodhi the whole time definitely skylar your turn i am going to disarm some saving throw Ooh. oh six you go to put your bow down and the bow says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Oh, oh no. Jesus, fuck. Talking weapons are always good, right? <laughs> you can still put it down, but the bow says that to you. This bow is getting in your head, this bow. Right, okay. He throws the bow across the deck okay. and kind of like scrambles back from it and like starts like kind of breathing a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that something's flicking yeah. <laughs> and he looks to the side and sees that it's his tail. And yep. he jumps to the side and is like having a bit of a moment. Every movement you make is a lot more skittish than you did before. Yeah. You're normally oh. very self-controlled, Skylar. Yeah. But you jump, you jump higher. You move, you spin faster, but nothing is quite controlled. Ooh. Like that's fun and whimsical in a way, but like not right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and come out of rat form. Roll me another wisdom saving throw, please. It's a lot of wisdom saving throws. It's a lot of brain fighting. Mm. Uh, 13. 13 does not cut it, unfortunately. <sighs> but with a 13, it. you do become aware that you've got a fucking tail and you've got whiskers. Yeah. And you become very aware of your teeth. Uh. And it's like your front teeth, your incisors are kind of aching. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. Um, Bodhi, make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. Yes, I will. Come on. Come on. Come on. Tala's been talking. Does he have advantage or anything? He's able to do the wisdom saving throw. Oh, because of that, okay. That was a 10. Yeah. Bodhi, um, there is two big things that are keeping your mouth closed. Um, you are restrained currently by the ropes. Um, I think um, as as I'm being restrained, I just like whip myself around, uh, twist my body. And as I do so, I lash out at the one that first got me restrained. I, I lash out at Tiny's legs with my tail. Yeah. At disadvantage. Oh, that's an interesting thing. Do I still get uh, halfling luck as a crocothrope? Yes, you do. Balls. Because that was in that one. <laughs> he could always not have luck, Josh. You know, you could change that. You could say no. You're in charge, Josh. <laughs> yes. So then that one did turn into a 14. 
and the holy shit what is with the rolls today uh the second is another 14 for a uh an 18 to hit 18 that just hits oh um as this tail just like whaps tiny across the shins he'll Wait, take half damage. i can hit him i can hit Bodhi. you can you can <laughs> six points of damage it's only three points of damage because he's angry yeah it is that's right npcs of character growth too guys yeah they do i rolled a 26 to hit Bodigator. that'll hit Bodigator. Oh, that hits so you're using your trident yeah 15 total with my psychic and my rage and everything else. Uh, Bodhi, do you know the wisdom saving throw for me? Yes, please. As <laughs> there's like a tiny part of you inside a cage in this mind. And when the when you heard Tala's voice, you kind of woke up yeah. and looked around. And then this psychic energy comes in and you feel the cage rattle. Yes. Um, what was that result, please? I rolled a 15. So that would be an 18. Ooh. I'm afraid the number you are looking for is higher than that. Oh Jesus. my goodness. As... The Bodhi on the inside fights against the Bodhi on the outside with Tala and Tiny fervently trying to keep it restrained and Skylar desperately tries to come to grips with his physical self and the effects that is having on his mental self. We will leave it there. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh fuck. Oh my Holy shit. Will the crew be able to rescue Bodhi from himself? Is Tala gonna show Tiny how to be his barbarian best? And can Skylar embrace his new change or rally against it? I guess we'll see you later, alligator, next time on Dice and a Slice. Did you know that um, sea serpents on old maps are actually uh, thought to be blue whale penises because they always mate in threes um, with two males and their penises are like three or five or four foot long or something like that. So so they sort of like swing around in the air looking like heads. Or like tentacles. Or like tentacles. Yeah. I was just having a nice wholesome time over here. <laughs> Those are wild, different whale <laughs> That's awesome. It would be very funny for, for Alicia to put like a sensor beep over... <laughs> No, it's, it's not a sense of beep. It's just Tom saying the word penis twice as loud. <laughs> <laughs>